This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. With guest host Susie Schuster. Uh, game time, bitch, lady, put your dukes up. Flex on them, go ahead, make them choose. Let's go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Susie, you're ten times better than your husband. <laughs> Earlier on the show, Sports Illustrated senior writer Greg Bishop, former NFL Network host Kara Henderson-Sneed. Coming up, Basketball Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, plus former Raiders CEO Amy Trask. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Hey everybody, Susie Schuster here, closing out the third hour of the Rich Eisen Show. We're just getting started. It's Mimosa Friday, as they like to bring in something libaceous. Is that a word, Kara Henderson? A libation? It's well, you did when you used leet motif earlier in the show. I did was like, like, "Oh, that? geez, this is this is taking it up a notch." I don't know if I'm ready. Big word alert! I, I like a big word alert. Is Shaq on? Cynthia, his PR person, would like not to know yet. if he's on. Not no. on yet, Cynthia. This is when I start tap dancing during the hey, show. I, I'm to happy to help you tap dance. Well, by the way, uh, it's one drink down, so it, it, we're about to have a song and dance. I would say, TJ Jefferson, hello, sir. How are you? You're only on one. Oh, honey, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a one drinker. Okay. Well, you're yeah, there this is bit. why Rich and I get along so well, and Susie and Les are in the corner like, <laughs> what yeah. are they doing? There's a reason why I'm the designated driver. I might as well drive a Volvo, because the two of you just get in the backseat and laugh your asses off. Can I say that on Peacock? I just did. You did. Hi, everybody on Peacock, radio, hey. podcast world, wherever you take in this Rich Eisen show. I'm Susie Schuster, in for my husband, who is on... What do you think, Chris? Hold 12, Chris Brock? When maybe did he by tee now? off? So did he tee off uh, like two hours ago? Yeah. Then he's making the turn right now. You think so? <laughs> yeah, rounds are four hours, four to five hours, depending on how traffic is. My tie Friday. I'm Ask, just saying. Just text my, him right now. What hole are you on? Mr. Okay. Mai Tai. Why is he not calling in? How many things going to do at the same time? I mean, it's fine. I, I mean, like, we, got, we got champagne rich. on the table, yeah. best mom ever. There's what a coffee hole? mug there with no coffee in it. There's coffee sure. in there. There's needery coffee from Sun Valley, Idaho. Thank you very now, much. Kara, explain what to us hole? the hat. This is the hat you oh, had on. Oh, this is cool. The, so, the playoffs. This hat is famous. Yeah, I love, I love these hats. Teresa Foglia is this hat maker, and she has a shop in Malibu, which is where we live. I love these hats because then I don't have to do my hair. <laughs> um, but, you know, so she, I, the week of the Super Bowl, I reached out to them, and I was like, I know this is last minute, but could you guys make me a hat? And she said, yes, we can. What do you want to do in it? I said, well, here's some thoughts and then you guys can make it. I said, I want, like, my hair's going to look terrible when I take this off. But I want stars on it for, you know, our team and for Super Bowl in L.A., right? Got it. I want to put a saying that Les always says, which is, wake up sprinting, don't be scared. So they etched that in there. And then I said, I'm going to be a little bold because we have not won the Super Bowl but there's this meme going around um, and it's essentially, you know, le- a picture of less. And it says underneath it in a very vulgar fashion, um, his poor mom can't stand it, but we all think it's hilarious. It says F them picks, but the, the more, you know, I don't know what that vulgar, means. What does that mean? vulgar version of that. So I said, I want that on the underside. Right. But I put little cross stitches instead of the, the U, the C and the K. So, so I said, I, I'm not going to tell anybody that I have that in there until or hopefully we win the Super Bowl. So it's just kind of a, a little shout out to um, my great husband for, you know, the work that he did. And obviously everybody knows that the reason that that it's on there is because everybody's made all this all in. We mortgaged our future. We traded away first round picks 
to get Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, when you think about it, like also picks for Von Miller, yep. Sony Michelle. Um, and, you know, Odell was different. Uh, Odell had been cut by the Browns. So when we brought him in, he, um, you know, he really took a leap of faith to come with us that we were going to, you know, go far because he had all these these playoff bonuses, which I'm sure you guys saw. He hit every single one of $3 them. Million dollars Three million dollars. Three million dollars he got. And in so that was that was awesome. That was that was exciting too for him, just that he was able to uh, to play his best at the end. But anyway, so that's the hat. The hat is uh, Teresa Foglia, who is amazing. And so I gave my hat after the game. I saw you know I had shown it to Von Miller because he loves hats. You always see him with the cowboy hat on. And so yeah. I, um, I I just showed him my hat because obviously he's part of the whole you know, F them picks movement. If we're mm. going to call it, we're going to call it movement. It's a movement. <laughs> um, and so I gave my hat to MJD to wear on the set of NFL network. And so we wore it on the set and Teresa Foglia, the hat maker who doesn't know a lot about sports was like, I'm just scrolling through and there you go. There Shaquille O'Neal's here now on the Rich Eisen show joining me. Of course he is. Shaq, I have Kara Henderson Sneed on with me as well because it's Mimosa Friday. I needed someone to drink with and someone to tap dance because I knew you might be late calling in. But would you wear a yellow fedora if we sent you one on the set for TNT? Yeah. What's a fedora? Like a yellow, like um, like a bowler hat, like a really chic hat. If I send you a photograph of this, hold on. I'm going to multitask because I'm a mom and I could multitask. I'm going to send you a picture of Kara wearing this hat. This is a live, uh, this is a live, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, Kara. What is this, a live something or other? Shaq, I'm going to send You're you this hat. This happen. I'm making this happen. It's a look. I want to see you wear this yellow hat with like a yellow zoot suit. I think that would be a great look on TNT. He's trying to open it. He's deciding. Don't have it yet? I'm, I'm going to have to pass on that hat. <laughs> Come on. I saw the full-length fur coat that you wore to your plane the other day. You were wearing a fur hat and a fur coat, and you'd pass on this? Well, it's cold up here in Cleveland. Matter of fact, it's freezing. It's a blizzard outside right now. Right now? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. It's snow everywhere. My car is blocked in. I can't walk. I think they're going to cancel the All-Star game. There's so much snow out here. It can't be that. Is it really that much? Nope. I just lied to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Friday, and if it's Friday, it's the Shaquille O'Neal visit to me on the the Rich Eisen show. Well, it's too cold. I mean, I don't know how you survive playing in Boston. You're not a cold-weather guy. No, not at all. I'm actually a tropical big man, but Mm -hmm. I... uh, so today I've got two events, so I'm about to wrap up right now and go to my two events and just come back and watch some Netflix. What will you watch on Netflix? I want to know what your viewing list is. Right now I'm on the series From Dust Till Dawn about vampires and culebras. Mm-hmm. That's a good Pretty one. Good. And then I'm on uh, Power Four, Force, 50 Cent Show, Power. I'm oh, of course, that. okay. Yeah, and then I'll watch any horror movie that has a stupid title. Like Scream <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, and 7? Did you watch all of those? No, I like I like, I like titles that are, that are really good, but the movie's really bad. Titles like Susie Schuster Cuts Your Face at the Beverly Hills Hotel. 
You know, it's funny. I made a fortune on that movie. Uh, there's a sequel coming up. It's saying, Susie Schuster bumped you in the back of your knees in the Beverly Hills Hotel. You know, I ran into Shaq last week, which is why I booked him for the show. Also, everybody who watches this show knows I don't do this show without Shaq. He's like my security blanket. But I did sneak up behind him. And you know what he did the knee thing where you oh, just yeah. push somebody's knees in? And then I thought, what if I actually injured Shaquille O'Neal accidentally? That would be a horror show. The crazy thing is after you did that, my, my left hook reflexes almost turned around, but then when I saw it was you, it was like, abort, 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 it's Susie. Because that would have really sucked, by the way. Like, go home with the black guy. Mom, what happened? Um, Shaq hit me in the face. Can you imagine? The, and that would not be, a, that's a horror movie. Ever. I know, Shaq. Uh, you're in good shape now, big guy. What's going on? You look good. So I went to post topless on my birthday with the caption that says, does your daddy look like this? <laughs> That's my dream to go on Instagram one last time. So no, this, this is You almost is. look like Aaron Donald. I know, but this is what it is. I want to, I was trying to get the 12 back. I don't have that much discipline. I'm going to go on and admit it to myself. But I don't want the OTB, uh, B, that's the uh, over the belt Barkley belly. Uh, <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just trying. So I'm I'm eating. I'm on a diet. Well, enough to keep my stomach flat. Like I'm 50. I don't need a nine pack or a 12 pack. I've had that, but I'm just trying to keep my stomach flat. So I I eat healthy 70 percent of the time, and then I cheat in moderation. So like I was trying to do the 12 pack and. Veggie burger and veggie this, but I can't take it. I like my sandwiches. I like my burgers. I just gotta, just gotta do it in moderation. But as long as my stomach is flat, I'm happy. Yeah, you Facetime me a couple times when you've been cooking. What's your cheat? I want to hear what what is on the menu for a Shaquille O'Neal cheat day. Uh, two club sandwiches and some French fries. Ooh. That's it. I, I was. On, yeah. <clears throat> and if I'm on the road, McDonald's. McDonald's. And if I'm in, in and if I'm in any of my cities or my restaurants, big chicken. But mm. like I, I just I'm I'm a sandwich guy. I just love sandwiches. All right, next time you're in town I'll I'll get out the old the old press. Hey, um <laughs> <laughs> by the way, and I'll order you something because who am I kidding? I, I've, I've never seen I you make that. a panini. Yeah. A panini. I have yeah. a panini press. A panini. It, it's in a box. A yeah. A panini, you know, with a with a bread that's Toasted and delicious, no? This is a sandwich. You rich people are always trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Shaq's not rich. Shaq has no money. I didn't drive away in a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. <laughs> now, you t- now you're telling all my secrets. <laughs> and the license plate was... There goes the everyman status. Hey. Yeah. Uh... How was watching the Super Bowl for you? We uh, we FaceTime during it. I got street I got street cred for my kid. I, I said, "Look who it is," and and they were like, "Okay," and that was it. That's all I got. I got nothing. How was it for you watching another team like this win big in LA? It was. I was, but it was different, you know. Because after the game, I thought the city was going to be a little bit more on fire. You know, I mean, it was. It was. You know, people were so, people were celebratory, but. You know, I can remember when we won, it was, you know, tearing up some stuff and 
couple of flyers and a couple of turned over police cars that I had to pay for, but I'm happy for the Rams. Uh, I'm happy for the city. Um, I just hate that when you win a championship, people have to question it. I know they got three calls in a row. I know that, but, you know, I, I would have liked them to tell them to just blow the other team out. But I'm happy because I, I had a guy on both sides. So whoever would have won, I definitely would have been happy. Who are your guys on both sides, Shaq? Joe Burrows, LSU, Odell Beckham Jr., LSU. Mm-hmm. So it's all about school for you? All about school for me, because even though I was at the Super Bowl cheering, I'm a Cowboys fan. Do not get it twisted. I'm always <laughs> been a Cowboys fan. I will always be a Cowboys fan through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's ugly. but you know, And also, you know that TJ's in the corner right now, and he's kind of happy about that, because, TJ, you have a question for Shaq, and there's something burning in your brain. Well, it wasn't even a question for Shaq. It was just like, you know, Shaq, I've got a velvet rope up in front of my desk here, and it's because... Yeah, get to the point. Get to the, point. the point, Shaq, is a lot, of, a lot of people like to talk trash about the Cowboys, Shaq, so I, like, I devised the system determining if their team that they root for was good enough for me to argue with them about football based on whether or not they wanted to talk trash on the Cowboys. So that's, that's basically what that one is. I was on my podcast the other day. I mentioned this about the Cowboys. I wanted somebody to go with it, but this is what I think. If you look at the job that Deion Sanders is doing at Jackson State, mm-hmm. that's, the type of, that's the type of energy we need at Cowboys. I don't know who the new coach of the Cowboys is, but I think you should bring Deion back home. He played there. He knows the system. He knows what it takes to play. I think he can definitely get the guys ready. So Deion Sanders should be the next Cowboys coach. Ooh. I love that. It's a great Prime. team. Well, and you coach know Prime. Jerry Shack, like he 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 goes back and forth, like a a coach that's a little bit more con- he can control, and then he goes the other direction and gets a coach that's going to do his own thing. So that would certainly be going back in that other direction for sure. And he loves a big name, yeah. and he loves a big splash, and okay. and boy, yeah. Dion's done a great job. Yep. And not only that, Dion would hold these guys accountable. I think you know, this is a genius idea. idea. There, you know, and yeah, it, they won't be on their phones in the locker room. Have you seen that video? He's like, "Get off your phones! Or you're not playing." I'm like, "I love that. I love it." I saw that. It's, you know, all the, one thing, like like when when Phil came, and you know, Susie knows this because she was there. He held me accountable. Like, hey man, you listen to me free throws. Like, hey man, you, you you know, put on some pounds. Hey man. Not doing this. Hey man, stop fighting. Yeah, like like he held me responsible. And that's what some of these superstars need these days. Well, and they want it, don't they, Shaq? Don't they want that? Like to a certain degree, at least within the bounds of the playing field. It seems like from watching the Jordan documentary, that's what Phil's so good at doing. Like holding you accountable for your 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 basketball play, but then letting you be who you are outside of the outside of the building. Sean's like that. Yeah, so, that's, but I, I, you know, some of these guys in the younger generation, they just want to, you, you just pay them and then you just move out the way. And then you allow them to have excuses and this and that. I don't know. It's different. Kids these days. Shaquille O'Neal here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster, Kara Henderson stayed with me as well. You bring me to the Ben Simmons question because I think you're talking about these young players right now. And we've been talking about it the last couple of days. Marshall Falk and I were talking about it yesterday about mental health, mental illness, but also just needing to look into yourself to want to be better, 
to not have to have a coach tell you and push you, but reacting I, that way. What's your What's your thought, Jack? I would like to talk to a mental health expert. I want to know, can mental fortitude be looped inside of mental health and mental illness? Because I don't know. I just know that you have to have tough mental fortitude to be great. You have to have excellent mental fortitude to be one of the greatest. Criticizing comes with the game. I said on TV, you don't think they asked Phil Jackson, could you win with Shaq missing free throws? He probably said the same thing Doc said. You don't think I looked in the stands and seen you and Rich make a face when down by one when, when I miss a free throw? You don't think I, you know, you should, when I'm walking around and people saying, hey, he's, he's a great player, but he can't make a free throw. You don't think that bothered me? But I had the tough mental fortitude to get through it and persevere because I wanted to be great. When I first when I first got to L.A., Jerry West sat me down and said, at the end of this thing, whenever you retire, you could either be up there with the greats or it's going to be a bust. and It'll be the, one of the biggest busts in history. I don't want to be a bust. I don't want to be on that side of history. I want to be on the... I did whatever I had to do. I sucked it up. I let people talk. Susie was there. I wanted to beat teammates up. And Susie would calm me down and... Susie would, like, you know, if, if I give her a wrong answer, she's like, I'm not going to print that, you kill. That's going to cause problems. That's why I love Susie, because she was honest. She had integrity, but she also taught me. Because I would just say whatever, and she'd be like, you kill. I'm not going to say that. Maybe you should say it like this. She's actually like a teacher. So but that's why whenever Susie calls, I consider her rich friends. But I need to find out, is there a difference can they intertwine with each other? Because I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I do know that when I run around L.A. and I see those people living on the streets, to me, that's mental illness. I wanted to do a show one time about, you know, I just wanted to hang out with a homeless person and, you know, just hang out with them, see what they're going through and try to help them get a job. No company would insure it because they said mentally they don't know what a person could do or would do. No company would insure it. Like, I just want to stay out there 30 days with them. Don't bother me. No no leaving food on the side. I was just going to actually see what it feels like for 30 days. But I know that those people have mental problems. And it's just hard for me to believe that a guy that's making 40, 50 million all of a sudden, it just come, and, and then I also want to know: Can it just come all of a sudden? Because like, if you're 17 and you tell me that you've had it, and like you're 30, we already know. But can you just come come out of nowhere and say, "I got it"? I mean, I, I need to know these questions because I don't want to say the wrong thing and disrespect people. You know what I mean? So I need to reach out to Doctor Oz or Doctor Sunjay and you know, ask these questions because I don't really know. Two more questions for Shaquille O'Neal. He's joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. So Jerry West was with us yesterday and really went deep into his own experience with mental health and the dark days that he had when he played and even went so far as to say yesterday was a bad day or the day before was a bad day and really shared with us. It really touched a lot of our viewers and listeners. Did you ever have those kind of days? Have you had those kind of days, Shaq? All, All the time. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know what it is. 
I just know that when you're raised by a drill sergeant, you're trained a certain way. I'm not allowed to have those days. I'm not allowed to feel down. Because, you know, what about the people that are really going through stuff? You know what I mean? Like, I understand those people, but I've I've always had coping mechanisms on how I get out. I don't know what, what it's called, but I don't want to say it's that because I don't know if it's that, but I never. Like, you know, my motto is to just be happy, take care of other people, and just stay on a, on a righteous, positive path. But everyone has dark days, but I just always try to, you know, bounce back. So what's your message then to Ben Simmons as he now joins a new team, seems to come back in with a smile on his face and joins the New Jersey Nets? What's your message? I do not have a message for him. I wish him well. I hope all his dreams come true. I hope he uh, wins the championship. I hope he finds ways to cook. To, to cope with what's going to continue to happen. Criticism will never stop. Social media will never stop. You miss a shot down by one, the faces will never stop. So hope you design ways to cope with that. Because guess what? Magic went through it. Bird went through it. Hell, forget the, the names I did. What about Bill Russell? Couldn't stay in the, in the white hotels and mm-hmm. you know, could only have to drink out the color-only faucets and he would ride and he'd be separated from his team. He'd get death threats. You, you, you don't think he had stuff to, you know, go through and, you know, stuff to battle? So I, I don't have the message. I wish him well. I wish everybody well. Shaq, I wish you well. Don't get too cold. I know you brought yourself a, a bear to wear. Excuse me, you know why I'll never be cold? Oh, God, I'm scared. Why? Because I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn, I'm hot. (laughs) 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 The diesel. Shaq, you never let me down. Love you, bud. Love you too. Bye-bye. Have a good time. That's Shaquille O'Neal, everybody. Shaq. Yes, it is. That's Shaquille O'Neal. The one, the only Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Amy Trask, when we come back, can we have three women on the radio at the same time? Call the police, alert the media. I'm just saying. (laughs) Amy Trask, when we come back, the princess of darkness. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Susie Schuster here, Rich Eisen Show. He is in Hawaii. I'm here with Kara Henderson-Sneed because when I think of my ties, I, I think of my husband's favorite drinking partner. <laughs> I don't necessarily think of Amy Trask, the Princess of Darkness. Amy, what is your drink of choice? Do you drink at all or are you, are you a sparkling water kind of person? Oh, no, I'm not a sparkling water kind of girl. I do like sparkling water, Mm -hmm. and I really do need to drink a lot more water because people say you're supposed to, but I don't drink enough water. Um, I don't know that I have a drink of choice, but I do enjoy a beer. Yeah, okay. Because we're celebrating here today. It's Mimosa Friday in the Rich Eisen Show. We try to have a good time when I'm here because they have to deal with Rich all the time. And Kara Henderson-Sneed is here. She spent the last hour with us. We're talking about the parade, the behind-the-scenes things, and what have you. All that has to do with the Rams. So we thought we'd celebrate a little bit. Well, I've been—I've just—I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to the two of you talk. And um, the last bit that you talked about um, really resonated with me and speaks to the journalists and the women that you are. Um, coaching players up when they say something or a coach says something and you take that moment to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think you mean to say that. That just speaks to the women you are, to the humans you are, to the professionals you are. That really resonated with me. Um, And by the way, I did know that it was Mimosa Friday and I kind of thought the Rich Eisen show might've had a mimosa delivered to me so I could drink it while we're talking, but there hasn't been a mimosa knock on the door. That's so oh man, that is be... a that is a missed opportunity. It didn't go through. That's our bad, Amy. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Amy. Did Al drink the Moses? What, what, what was Al's drink of choice, not, Amy? Not a, not a not a drinking man. I can't say to you that he never ever drank. I don't know that to be the case. I do know that in the almost thirty years that I was there, never had a drink in my presence. Even when we were out to dinner with groups of people and other people were enjoying wine or whatever, Al didn't drink. I love that. And, but he did have a specific meal, right, that he always had in his office at the end of every day? Uh, there were a variety of specific meals. I mean, <laughs> there were times he would eat X, times he would eat Y. And, you know, I will say that my absolute favorite uh, meal story about him, if you will, is how um, really kind and caring and, and he was and how he went out of his way for me. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat anything that was alive. And people immediately say, but Amy, plants are alive. (laughs) I think we know what I mean. Um, And when we would be out, whether it was a league meeting or a business dinner or, or, you know, a social function, he always went out of his way to say, do they have something for Amy? Um, And I just, that really resonated with me. That's awesome. How about a John Madden story for us? Tell us a John Madden story. As as you know, and all of you know, uh, the John Madden Memorial was this past Monday. What was your favorite John Madden story? Uh, well, I, this may stun you, stun you. Um, I behaved poorly 
at a Madden Mariucci bocce tournament. Every year, <laughs> Steve and John teamed up and had a bocce tournament. The proceeds, of course, went to charity. Well, I'd never played bocce in my life. I'd never even heard of bocce until this tournament. But, of course, we all jumped in cars every year. We went over to the bocce tournament to support John and Steve in their efforts. Well, never having played bocce, not even knowing what bocce was, one year I decided, you know what, I'm going to coach our bocce team. I'm going to be the coach. So our players were all there, and I decided I would coach them. Well, we won. We won the whole damn tournament. We knocked Madden's team out, and they were, I think, the reigning champs. Well, I went running around the court with my arms extended straight in the air over my head. Kids tell me that's called flexing. Well, I went running around the court like a little nut celebrating and i mean i'm like running up and john john was there i'm like running by him with my hands in the air you know you're behaving poorly when willie brown you know comes running over and puts his hand on your shoulder he's like calm down amy calm down but i didn't calm down i love it a couple days later i picked up the phone and i called john um because i started thinking about the expression on his face when i was doing that and i told him how magnificent the tournament was and i said look i'm sorry um about my behavior at the end. It was a bit over the top. Well, he let me know it was a bit over the top, and he let me know in no uncertain terms that my apology was due and owing, which it was, and he accepted it, and we went on to laugh about it for many years. So what did he say to you? I need I need more insider information. I think, he, he, I think it just sounds like he was upset he lost. Yeah. He's probably well, the reigning champ. On his face. You, you guys, I was behaving. To, to say that it was poor sportsmanship is an insult to poor sportsmanship. I was just reveling in our win. And oh, I love it. On. And I kind of loved it. But then the expression on his face, if looks could kill, you know, it, it really would have killed. So I called him up mostly to thank him for, you know, the tournament and the money they were raising and, you know, to talk about that and to say, oh, and by the way, you know, if I overdid a little bit, sorry about that. And he said, yeah, you overdid a lot. And we laughed about it and we went on from there. But it became a source of humor for us for many years. Amy's on my team. That's what I know. I've just learned that Amy Trask is competitive as I am. And like when you when you win like a really great like horseshoe match or something that's the way i behave absolutely here's to us then but you know when willie brown (laughs) the king of unsports i mean i remember once we this is really bad but it was way 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 before cte was an issue or injury but like i early in my career willie was one of our coaches and we're playing a game and we knocked the opposing quarterback out of the game, not with a head injury, not with a serious injury, but we knocked him out of the game. And Willie Brown is standing on the sideline, and he's looking at the, the opposing team and saying, roll him off, roll him off, get another, get another. So when Willie Brown tells you you're over the top, you know you're over the top. Listen, I'm not going to lie. When I beat my 10-year-old in tennis, I give a fist pump. I'm like, you take that, Cooper, your mom, who's your mother? I am. You must be so horrified. So that's a little window into my motherhood, everybody. That's awesome. That is absolute. I wish you could see the smile on my face. You sh- yeah, that's great. Yeah, you can't. You can't let them win. You got to show that ten year old. You can't let them win. And if no way. you're not embarrassing your children, you're really not doing something right. Oh my gosh, we. I'm going to bring the mimosas to you. We're going to go on a tour. Oh, that'll be good. We should we should do a tour. The we should. Of us. Well, Amy, you know what I said was there's three women on a TV show at the same time. I mean, they with the police may be at the door. And even we have can we take broken, the show on the have road. We broken the Internet yet? Yeah. By the way, 
uh, you know, look, this is personal business, and obviously you need not answer this to anyone. But I'm just saying, when I'm listening to the fact that Rich is in Hawaii and you're doing the work for him, mm. I mm. think you might need my representation. Well, you do represent my dogs. Um, do. You, you do, do represent, represent dogs. my dogs and dogs everywhere on the Internet. One of my favorite reasons that I actually look at your Twitter, you know, I'm not allowed to have a Twitter because I'm a little bit of a hothead. Oh, I went and after some people this week. I don't usually, but I did. Yeah, you gave a couple goons some platform, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. You, like, one of them already had a blue check and just needed to have that blue check, like, smack him upside the face. Yeah, how'd that feel? <laughs> I mean, every once in a while. Like, I usually don't engage the, the goon machine, but every once in a while, you just... You just got to do what feels right in the moment. Exactly. I will tell you guys, though, I insist in my Twitter village that when we disagree with one another, we do so agreeably. And very, very relatively, I should say, relatively few times has there been someone who's responded to me in a really, really nasty manner. And when I reply back, I say, look, go ahead and disagree with me. We can have different views, but you don't need to be mean. And, of course, I sound like an eight-year-old saying, don't be mean to me. (laughs) But I'll write back. And with, you know, only one or two exceptions – the people to whom I've written that have written, have, have written back and said, you know what, Amy, you're right. We can disagree with one another, but I didn't need to be nasty about it. I could have expressed my disagreement wow. more. So we're going to change the world through Twitter. I agree. Through Twitter, 140 words at a time. Right. Nobody ever apologizes Different opinions to me, are fine. Saying. Different facts, not so much. No. That, that, that usually gets me. Amy Trask here on The Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster, Kara Henderson-Sneed with me. Since you bring up social media, let's just switch really quick for one or two housekeeping things. What's your take on the Kyler Murray situation in Arizona of a player scrubbing his Instagram, Cardinals kind of playing back, this tit for tat? What's your take on this as someone who ran a team? Well, for one of the um, one of the first people that I thought of when I saw all of that going on was um, Herm Edwards, who would just say, don't hit send. And I realized in this instance, it wasn't hitting send, but it was scrubbing accounts, deleting things. The point being, take a moment, think about what you're going to do on social media, whether it's by commission, writing something or omission, deleting someone. Um, Be careful, take a deep breath because all of that is picked up upon and it resonates. And look, we don't know what the future is going to be for Kyler and for the Cardinals. Um, I have thoughts on that as well, but I would just say to anyone, and this includes everyone in my village, real life, Twitter, otherwise, be judicious in what you do on social media because it resonates and it can resonate in a manner in which you don't intend it to resonate. Or maybe you do intend it to resonate, but you really shouldn't. So what are your thoughts then? Well, my thoughts are as to um, the team, they've got to ask and do what? Whenever I hear of a team that is thinking of moving on to a quarterback. Thank you, Amy. I'm, you know, I'm not suggesting that Arizona is thinking about that, but should Arizona think about that? Should Green Bay be considering that with respect to Aaron? And we all know it's being considered in any number of ways. Should any team ever be considering moving on from a player you've got to ask yourself the question and do what and if you don't have an answer to that or the answer you come up with is not at a minimum as good as but hopefully better than the status quo then what are you doing 
You know, throughout my years in the league, I would hear from fans, you should get rid of this quarterback. You know, by the way, as if that was my choice. You know, there's this guy named Al Davis. You might want to talk to him. <laughs> but, you know, anytime I would hear a fan say, you need to get rid of this player, you need to get rid of this coach, you need, and do what? You've got to have a plan. Look, I had a terrible, terrible um, incident on a horse many, many years ago. And the reason I raise that is when everything got resolved and I was fine and the horse was fine and everything was, you know, calmed down, someone looked at me and said, Amy, you have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And she was right. She was also eight years old at the time. (laughs) You know, we really do need to listen to eight-year-olds more. But my point is you got to have a plan. You can't just say I'm going to move on from a quarterback without asking and answering and do what. And as far as Kyler goes, he needs to also recognize that while a player may sometimes think the grass is greener elsewhere, it may not be. Maybe it will be, but it's not always greener elsewhere. I mean, isn't that what we're seeing right now playing out in front of our eyes with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and possibly Denver and uh, myriad other quarterbacks out there that are seeing the grass and thinking, does it look lush or does it look greener? Is that, is that wild to you, Amy, that there are this many franchise level quarterbacks that are being moved around it's so different than the way that it used to be uh it is different and of course it's because the structure of the collective bargaining agreement is different oh the world is different i mean but you're absolutely right um it it is very very different in in many regards and i think i've stopped being surprised i mean and and i say that and you know an hour from now something will surprise me but you know there is a lot of movement, um, more than there used to be, and it's not always beneficial to the team or to the player. I think there's more movement than there sometimes need be. As to Aaron Rodgers, I've said it on air, I'll say it again now, I wouldn't be stunned to see him stay in, in Green Bay. You know, we hear all of this every year. Where is he going? Is it Denver? Is it here? Is it there? I wouldn't be surprised if it's remaining in Green Bay. Well, they brought in his quarterbacks coach for a reason, right? They they brought him back to work with him. Well, and he right. loves Matt LaFleur. Those two are, you know, like after their initial, I think, thing where, you know, he's like, well, no, I'm going to audible. And Matt's like, that's not what we do. And he's like, well, that's kind of what I do. And I've been around for a while. Like they really do have a have a, have a close and tight relationship. So that's interesting. Now, I have no idea what was said after the whole thing that occurred last year, if there was a backroom deal made that I'll do another year or or how it went you know we don't know that and and that's what you learn being on this side of the equation is what people think they know and what's actually true right Amy it's like the iceberg effect like people only know 10% they don't know the 90% that's going on behind the scenes so we don't know what was what was agreed to do you think that they should have told him that they were going to draft Jordan Love Oh, I absolutely do. But I want to say first that I wish I could jump through this phone line right now and throw my arms around you and give you a hug and toast you with a mimosa. You know, the one that didn't get delivered to me. Uh, I'll drink one for you. That's our bad, Amy. I'm sorry. It's actually Chris Brockman's bad personally, but that's really me. I don't want to blame him. Mm. Um, You just said that which so many others um, really most don't acknowledge, which is we don't know everything. And I love you for do- well. I love you for a lot of reasons, but for doing that, for stating that, which is, you know, a lot of times people are offering this view and that view, but they need to say going in that which you just said, which is we don't have all the facts. 
we don't have all the information. So we're trying to gather as much as we can and make informed decisions without all the information. Uh, as to the Jordan Love question, absolutely positively. Uh, when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, they picked up the phone and they called Alex Smith ahead of time and said, look, we just want you to hear this from us directly. This is what we're planning to do in the draft. Uh, if he's available to us, this is what we want to do. And they had the respect for him um, and the, the collaboration with him to let him know ahead of time. And you know what? When they won the Super Bowl, the first or one of the first people that Patrick thanked was Alex Smith hmm. for being the teammate and the mentor he was and for helping him in every way he could. And it is my view that the Chiefs created the environment. I'm not suggesting Alex wouldn't have done so otherwise. By all accounts, he would have done so for anyone. But the Chiefs cultivated that environment of cooperation and collaboration. There is absolutely no reason in the world why Aaron needed to learn that with the rest of everybody on television. Especially not Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, we all know enough about him to know that, you know, like, disrespecting him in that way, like, trust needs to be built with him. And so to do that, just it was just very interesting to me. But I, I think that about, you know, being on this side of the equation, you know, you and I kind of flip, you know, flipped around. And so you get to see both sides of it. But being on this side of the equation, what you really learn is that players may not always like what you're going to tell them. But but when you're open and communicative with them and you respect them and they don't feel disrespected, like trust is the biggest thing that you build with players on your team. And they may not like it. Like Les is very good about having very hard conversations with people, but they always appreciate it. I, I agree with you absolutely positively entirely in all regards. And I will tell you a story in that respect. Uh, we were, it was the day of the draft, you know, the first day of the draft. This is one year while I was with the team, uh, one year in particular. And it was, we were getting ready to make our pick, but to effectuate what we wanted to do, we were going to trade a player on our roster. And Al Davis picked up the phone and called him personally to deliver that news. He didn't assign it to someone else. He didn't let someone, he said, no, 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 no. Before we announce this trade, I'm calling this player personally. And this was not a quarterback. This was not, you know, a player who was in the spotlight. This was one of the men on the 53-man roster, a good player, an important player, um, but he wasn't what fans would refer to as a celebrity or a, a star in that regard, but Al wanted to tell him personally. So when you talk about respect and delivering news a player may not wish to hear, but delivering it personally, it makes all the difference. Amy, I had to walk out of the room when Les was calling Jared Goff Ugh. last year. I couldn't stay for it. He's like, yeah, I'm making that. the call. And, and, you know, I was like, I, I have to leave. Like, you know, that's the part of it. You know, when you, when you fall in love with these people, you know, it's, it's really hard when then the business part of it comes into play. And, you know, I can't say enough about Jared Goff. And let's be clear, he was one of the first people to text the Whitworths. Mm -hmm. when we made the Super Bowl. So sometimes it's the worst conversation ever, but you have to have it. And Amy, you've been on the on both sides of all of these conversations for so long, and I know that you were loved for your directness, not only being the princess of darkness, because I wish I had a nickname like that, but that was always the way... Oh, you do, way... you just don't know it. Yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> well, well, just hey. stop right there, because nobody will ever have as good a nickname as princess of darkness. I'm just going to say it. Right it is brilliant. Listen... And I, I tell... 
stinkness, you know, stink, okay, that's a good nickname, but it's not Princess of Darkness because in my view, and of course I'm saying this with a giant smile on my face, because everyone should love their nickname. But in my worldview, there is no greater nickname than Princess of Darkness, and you should be very very afraid of me. Well, I am, I'm so <laughs> afraid of you, all five foot three of you. I'm scared to death. When I knock on the door later, and there's a note that says P.O.D., um, answer the door. It'll be me with Champ and, and O.J., okay? Okay. I'm. Uh, come on over, you guys. I'll be here. Amy, thanks again. Thank you. We're going to wrap up this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Kara Henderson, Sneed, and me wrapping it up when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster, Kara Henderson-Sneed, taking it into this late Friday. I want to talk to you about Callaway Chrome Soft before we close up. When Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball, it didn't just make the best players better, it made everyone better. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers, even crappy golfers like me. The, crap, the Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance. Starting with the regular Chrome Soft, which is designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. I need forgiveness when I play, Kara. It's just, I want to be good. But the one shot, just one shot, I want to redo. But that's a whole different ball of wax. But for better players looking for more workability, ChromeSoft X provides excellence in consistency and tour-level short game control. Finally, ChromeSoft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. And now every ChromeSoft is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch that ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. When you add it all up, it is pretty simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. You know which one's right for me? The one that comes in at 20 ball sleeve. <laughs> Because that's what I'm going to need to get through the front nine. Yeah, the one that works out best for me is like on a miniature golf course, but that's neither here nor there, which I say a lot. That's neither here nor there. 
It's just not there. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. All right, fine. Drink. Kara, um, hold on. Mm. Do we need topped off over there, ladies? Yeah. Top no, off. No, 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 no. Tell us about watching okay. the Super Bowl. Who was uh, who's next to you? So it was great. So we were sharing. We were lucky enough to uh, get given a, a box to share with the McVeigh family. So Sean's family was in with us and his fiance Veronica, who's stunning. Um, and so, you know, we had one half. They had the other half. And Les's mom, who is awesome, and she's from small town in Alabama. And so she's sitting down in the front row. You know, she's very Southern, very, you know, cute. And we look over to the box next to us and it's Floyd Mayweather's box. He's got the box next to us. Completely different feel. (laughs) Completely different feel. Every time the beat dropped in that stadium, I mean, everybody in that box got down. And he had on, he always has these bodyguards, right? If you've ever seen him, that are like 450 pounds. Like, I was scared. I literally ran out of the way when they were walking down the hallway. Like, you get, and he had about $2 million worth of jewelry. And it was gorgeous. Like, you would have been like, oh, my gosh. Like, you can't stop staring at it. So, already interesting group. We, you know, at one point, they show up on the Jumbotron. They show Floyd and they show Antonio Brown. I mean, not Floyd. They show uh, Kanye and Antonio Brown up in the Jumbotron. So, somebody walks in the suite. They've got a mask. We think it's going to be Kanye. The mask gets pulled off. It's Antonio Brown. It was like the end of Scooby-Doo. It was wild. <laughs> and that's how they left it. Bye, everybody. 